Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. It's titled African Stock Photography. Uh, this is a podcast that's brought to you by stockproviders.com. Uh, Stock Providers is a website where you can go and download royalty-free African stock images. We're working on more assets like animated videos, stock videos that are like live action, camera recorded, and uh, anything we can really give you is going to be there. But for now, we are kind of working more on the photography side. But however, due to COVID-19, the virus that's going around the world at the current time of recording, uh, we had to put a halt on so many things. One of those things being this podcast was meant to be so dynamic in its execution. But circumstances, social distancing, quarantine and the regulations that have been put in place to fight COVID-19 are kind of hindering <laughs> the creative direction that this podcast was meant to take. Nonetheless, we thought it's crucial to forge ahead and continue with our mission to have this site up and running. The site has been up for some time, but this is a big change. I say a big change in that we made so many additions and changes to it that you can now see if you don't know what the old site was like then yeah you probably have no idea what i'm talking about <laughs> nonetheless i shall jump right into it the podcast has two segments the first segment i shall be talking about rather i think it has three segments <laughs> the first segment is one where i'll be talking about the stock images that are right in front of me these are stock images of two people a man and a woman that are playing african instruments this is an african traditional instrument called mbira it's an instrument from zimbabwe so i shall talk about those images after which i shall play for you an audio note this was sent to me by my virtual guest so her name is n and she's currently living in zimbabwe i hesitated a bit because uh <laughs> i'm not sure if she's around uh, with uh, covid19 or she's unable to be in the country or i don't know uh, but uh she did an awesome job in talking a bit about the experiences she had with a with, with how she learned mbira and uh it's quite an interesting take. I shall play it after I'm done talking of the talking about the stock images that are in front of me. But it's quite interesting to have her talk about Mbira because she's originally from Sweden and she's currently living in Zimbabwe. So uh, Sweden doesn't have Mbira as far as I know. <laughs> so she came in and got exposed to this local instrument that's African and learned how to play it, which I find amazing. Because, yeah, I, I'm still in the, yeah, I need to learn how to play in beta phase. <laughs> right, uh, so first segment, second segment, third segment now is going to be this segment where I comment on the things that would have been said by Anne in a voice note. So let's get started with the first segment. Um, right, uh, let me see where I can start. I'll, I'll just run through and talk about what you're seeing in the images. Have you ever been to a stock website? They kind of just give you the image. Most sites, if not all sites, they just give you the image that you want and 
that's the end of the story so for now i'm going to be talking about what it is that you are seeing in those images there's a wooden cottage that's in the background on most of these photos now this kind of a cottage uh let me not generalize it and talk about the specific cottage in this image it was a cottage that we found in an area you know how when there's a settlement when there's a place where people stay because of population the increase in population uh, a lot of african governments or city councils and it's not just africa but since i live in zimbabwe i'm going to generalize things and talk from a zimbabwean perspective so a lot of city councils have done this thing where they are now adding stands or residential stands or they are allocating residential blocks of living quarters to people within areas that were already populated so instead of building an entirely new city the city councils are now going around saying oh here's a piece of land that used to be used as a playground uh let's get rid of the play- playground carry it up into four pieces and have four families move in here so that they can build their houses and stay here oh here's another piece of land that's uh, known as a wetland since this is a dry season and it's not so wet let's sell it and have a family live there or how about 12 15 families so this is a problem that's happening a lot and uh not all uh we call those the kind of new residential stands infuse so not all infuse are being done poorly but most of them tend to be uh in uh in this cottage or rather where this cottage is was one of the better infuse so um behind it or close to it rather there's a school a primary school so that's a school for children that are between the ages of somewhere between 6 years and uh, 13 years and uh, at this school behind the school there used to be just this big open field of nothingness yeah which was a common feature because i guess it was for future expansions or any ideas that might come about in the future now those kind of big areas are being filled up with uh, cottages and uh, houses and depending on what the family can afford to build or depending on the piece of land how big it is so this particular stand is one of those cottages and um uh, rather this particular cottage you're seeing is at one of those stands and let me move on to the models the models that you're seeing here uh, this was like a premi- pre- pre- preliminary english <laughs> Right uh so this was a preliminary shoot that we did but it came out well I felt like there are pictures in there that uh, people might be interested in using uh, but initially we were doing it as a pra- practice shoot the final shoot was or rather is going to be one where the models are wearing traditional outfits like african traditional clothing from back in the day right uh but in this one uh what you have in front of you you can see that uh, the models are interacting with each other in different ways both of them are playing the same instrument because if you look in some of the photos you can see that uh there's one that's big and secular uh that's the one that the, the ladies play then the guy has one that looks smaller and more cube 
square like right that's more like a plank of wood with uh, iron rods on them yeah so both instruments it's the same instrument but it's just that the the one has a casing around it casing i don't know if that's what we call it <laughs> the other one does not uh but um i i have nothing more to say on that uh, let's see let's see Feel free to use these images. Like I said, uh, stock providers is there to give you African stock images and they're all royalty free. Uh, grab them, use them. Now I feel like it's the appropriate time to move on to the next segment where Anne is going to be talking about uh, Mbira, which is the instrument you're seeing in, uh, in all these photos. Thank you so much for listening. After the voice note that I'm going to play for you, I'll come back and comment on some of the things she said. It was uh, it was really great for her to do this recording. I remember she did it when she was in between flights. I think she was like coming back to Zimbabwe and yeah, <sighs> the good old days when people could just travel. Now COVID-19 has the whole world on lockdown. I hope you are keeping safe and if you are listening to this after the virus, uh, yeah, it's good that it would have ended and I don't know how long it's going to take but we hold on to the hope that it shall be eradicated as soon as possible so here's Anne uh, talking and uh, discussing about her journey in discovering Bira I'll, I'll just run through and talk about what you're seeing in the images. Have you ever been to a stock website? They kind of just give you the image. Most sites, if not all sites, they just give you the image that you want and that's the end of the story. So for now, I'm going to be talking about what it is that you're seeing in those images. There's a wooden cottage that's in the background on most of these photos. Now this kind of a cottage, uh, let me not generalize it and talk about the specific cottage in this image. It was a cottage that we found in an area. You know how when there's a settlement, when there's a place where people stay, because of population, the increase in population, uh, a lot of African governments or city councils, and it's not just Africa, but since I live in Zimbabwe, I'm going to generalize things and talk from a Zimbabwean perspective. So a lot of city councils have done this thing where they are now adding stands or residential stands or they are allocating residential blocks of living quarters to people within areas that were already populated. So instead of building an entirely new city the city councils are now going around saying, oh, here's a piece of land that used to be used as a playground. Uh, let's get rid of the play playground, cut it up into four pieces and have four families move in here so that they can build their houses and stay here. Oh, here's another piece of land that's uh, known as a wetland. Since this is a dry season and it's not so wet, let's sell it and have a family live there or how about 12, 15 families? So this is a problem that's happening a lot. And uh, not all, uh, we call those the kind of new residential stands infuse. So not all infuse are being done poorly. 
but most of them tend to be uh, in uh, in this cottage or rather where this cottage is was one of the better infields so um, behind it or close to it rather there's a school a primary school so that's a school for children that are between the ages of somewhere between six years and uh, 13 years and uh, at this school behind the school there used to be just this big open field of nothingness yeah which was a common feature because i guess it was for future expansions or any ideas that might come about in the future now those kind of big areas are being filled up with uh cottages and uh, houses and depending on what the family can afford to build or depending on the piece of land how big it is so this particular stand is one of those cottages and um uh, rather this particular cottage you're seeing is at one of those stands and let me move on to the models the models that you're seeing here uh this was like a pre preliminary english <laughs> right uh so this was a preliminary shoot that we did but it came out well i felt like there are pictures in there that uh, people might be interested in using uh, but initially we were doing it as a pra practice shoot the final shoot was or rather is going to be one where the models are wearing traditional outfits like african traditional clothing from back in the day right uh but in this one uh what you have in front of you you can see that uh, the models are interacting with each other in different ways both of them are playing the same instrument because if you look in some of the photos you can see that uh, there is one that's big and secular uh, that's the one that the, the ladies play then the guy has one that looks smaller and more cube square like right that's more like a plank of wood with uh, iron rods on them yeah so both instruments it's the same instrument but it's just that the the one has a casing around it casing i don't know if that's what we call it <laughs> the other one does not uh but um i i have nothing more to say on that um, let's see let's see Feel free to use these images. Like I said, uh, stock providers is there to give you African stock images. And they're all royalty free. Uh, grab them. Use them. Now I feel like it's the appropriate time to move on to the next segment. Where Anne is going to be talking about uh, Mbira. Which is the instrument you're seeing in, uh, in all these photos. Thank you so much for listening. After the voice note that I'm going to play for you. I'll come back and comment on some of the things she said. It was uh, it was really great for her to do this recording. I remember she did it when she was in between flights. I think she was like coming back to Zimbabwe and yeah, <sighs> the good old days when people could just travel. Now COVID-19 has the whole world on lockdown. I hope you are keeping safe. And if you are listening to this after the virus, uh, yeah, it's good that it would have ended and i don't know how long it's going to take but we hold on to the hope that it shall be eradicated as soon as possible so here's Anne uh, talking and uh, discussing about her journey in discovering bira So the 
first time I learned to, um, or I came in contact with Mbira, um, was when I went to Dr. Advan's office. So he's a pediatric uh, dentist, and I just went there because I wanted free services for the children that are registered in our organization. Um, and he's a lovely man, and we started talking. And I was speaking to Shauna, and he said, Anne, you're interested in Shona and your musical, why don't you learn to play the Mbira? And so he invited to come to his place on a Sunday afternoon and he gave me an Mbira as a gift. And then we started playing every Sunday afternoon and he taught me all the basics. Um, I am a, I've been playing the piano since I was seven, so it came easy to me to learn because this is, you know, one instrument, others become easier. Uh, so it went quite rapidly for me. Uh, what I love about um, Mbira is first of all the sound, I find it very spiritual, especially sitting on mountains and playing. I also like it's uh, playing with others, like it's, it becomes so much amplified when you do several people playing together. And then I like the rhythmical aspect of the instrument, it's so simple to some extent and yet so highly complex. Um, so yeah, it's a world and it's a way also to get for me coming from Sweden to get to know Shona culture you know in a very personal way like getting to know its spiritual instruments so yeah uh, uh, I'm very much in love with the Mbira. Yeah, uh, so thank you so much, Anne, for recording that voice note. I remember, like I mentioned before, she was like in between flights and I, I had no idea where she was. So I just sent her a message and said, hey, uh, so I've got this idea for a podcast and um, there's some stock photos that I'm looking at where the models are holding and playing beta. Would you like to talk about your journey and how you kind of came to play beta? So she was like, yeah, sure, I, I'll play i'll record something i think she recorded it in an airport or something <laughs> yeah it, it was so awesome to have it and to be able to now comment on that is going to be the next phase now uh let me see i she's she mentioned playing it in groups yeah and how like it's got this uh spiritual energy to it uh, traditionally or back in the day you find that uh they were certain like i don't know how to phrase this so they are like different designs for mbira kind of like when you look at stringed instruments in instruments with strings on them like guitars you get a violin you get a guitar a bass guitar an acoustic guitar and maybe you can throw in a ukulele in there <laughs> to me being someone who's not from a western culture whatsoever i i see them as more or less one and almost the same thing but it's not really the same thing but the concept of it seems to kind of be similarish to some degree i mean aliens landing from wherever they uh, come from if they had to land on earth and see a violin and like an acoustic guitar there size yeah size differences yeah they're there but the generalness of it seems to be one closely two closely related instruments so with mbira you you get some slight variations in in them and there's some of them that were used for 
traditional rituals back in the day and even up to now there are some of them that were made because i know nyunga nyunga was one particular mbira i was reading about this earlier yeah i i did a little bit of research eh? <laughs> uh, it, it's one that um, that was designed after people said we want to teach mbira in schools so that students can learn how to play it but because different tribes within Zimbabwe have a slightly different version of it and different functions and ceremonies require like a differently designed mbira you then got to a point where the council of people who wanted to introduce them into schools said let's come up with a new design it's not new design per se it's like a variation if i if you will let's come up with a new variation of mbira one that's neutral that doesn't lean towards any particular tribe or any particular ceremony or whatsoever or it's just like a neutrally of a sweeping mbira so that one was then to be used by all schools throughout to make the teaching of it easier so that every student has more or less the same instrument you know and it all sounds the same right uh so it's interesting that uh you can get people being exposed to an instrument that's new to them and then being able to catch on to it quite quickly like she said in a voice note uh being someone who has played played piano before she grasped the concept of mbira too uh like easily and i'm quite happy to say that this has been uh, my podcast and we shall continue doing more and if you would like to comment or make requests on stock photography or illustrations or videos that you'd like when the conditions within the world are suitable we shall resume production of our stock photos and take in all the requests that come in so uh, I'll just conclude by saying thank you so much if you're not listening to this podcast on my website feel free to check out the website it's called stockproviders.com you'll be there and you'll be welcome to this is me getting tired (laughs) once you're there you're welcome to download all the stock photos that we have there royalty free african stock photographs we'll also add in some vectors and videos as the site continues to build its calabash of content (laughs) thank you so much Uh, i hope to have you again on the next episode in conclusion this has been tafazwa and my virtual guest was Anne. and uh that's all